Okay. Sorry, did you sorry. want me to keep going? No, I'll keep going. Keep going, Nicole. <laughs> that was the signal for keep so going. Keep that going. is time out. I was going to keep, keep going and then stop. <laughs> You're listening to Pop the Kettle On with Nicole Lessio and Dr. Rachel Bushing. Hi, I'm Rach. And I'm Nicole. Welcome to Pop the Kettle On. This is the Parenting, Womanhood, Marriage, Baby and Life Review Podcast. We dissect the good, the bad and the ugly of family life and have a laugh about how it's depicted in popular culture. Because it's always tea time. And if I don't laugh, I'll cry. Me too. Hey, Rach. Hey, Nicole. Happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day, beautiful. How's your day going? Amazing. Yeah? Just beautiful beautiful full of love and kindness I mean I know that already because we're just having a catch-up but anyway yeah but if the listeners would like to know perhaps and compare it to their days I don't know what about you I've actually had a really nice day best mother's day yet oh yeah cheers to that without tea maybe my youngest being four means that there's less of the kind of actual physical labor of okay thanks for all of that but like now I've actually got to look after you yes so um yeah yeah mother's day when you have small humans mm. is just momentary focus on you and then back to your job pretty much whereas when they get a bit bigger mm. yeah you can actually enjoy it yeah so nice yeah excellent yes. and so today we were decided that we're going to talk about mums we are celebrate mums we all have one or have had one at some point mm-hmm. Uh, good, bad, indifferent, mm-hmm. or we may have been lucky if we've had the bad or indifferent to have a, you know, a person who acts in that role or, yeah. So mm-hmm. as my, one of my mumspirationers. Mumspirationers. Um, yeah, that's you, Rach. Hashtag um, mumspirationer. <laughs> well, I went with friendspiration <laughs> once before and now it's mumspiration. Kind of sounds like perspiration, which is appropriate, I think. <laughs> New <laughs> from Dove. Momspiration. Momspiration. <laughs> but when parenting gets just a little too tough. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, we've all come from a mother of some kind. Mm-hmm. Uh, I happen to have the best one, mm-hmm. just saying. Um, <laughs> I mean, you know, I'm sure you would say the same thing. Just got to have a good one sometimes. I happen to have the best one. Yeah. All right. Arm wrestle. Go on. <laughs> Fudge for it. Although I have tea, I would. I don't want to spill it. Uh huh. Yes, <laughs> yeah. we are sitting and having bickies and some English breakfast. Yeah, and um, just enjoying life. And Rach, for all of those who are on our Facebook page, pop the kettle on on Facebook, uh, has decided very generously to give me the amazing Twinings, Twinings English breakfast tea earrings well, and I am, tough. Be- I am beside myself excited you're Thank welcome you. I had to put you through your paces I was really <laughs> sitting there kind of this does she deserve it does she not <laughs> I really like them for myself in fact my daughter um oh a friend of ours um had a bereavement in the family huh. um like mum friend of the bigger kids and I just went and bought her like some little candles and stuff and like yeah. a card and um and my daughter who's seven was like why are you giving her such nice things? Like, don't you want those candles, mummy? 
Wow. And I said, we don't do that. Yes, my darling, but that's what generosity is. That's right. You know it's a good present when you buy something that you would much rather keep for yourself and you're happy to give it away. Well, that's how you go present shopping for your kids' friends mm-hmm. is you take them and you say, what would you want? Ah. Mm. Yeah. Because you know if they would want it, then somebody else probably would cover that as well. I know, totally. But see, that's a total mum thing. Yeah. Is that I will buy this for someone else Mm -hmm. but I wouldn't buy that for myself because that seems a little bit more (laughs) special indulgent whatever well see I just do the thing where I bought you a mug and myself the same mug so that I don't feel so bad yeah the earrings was just one of a kind I know they're amazing I just gave Nicole a badass mother mug I love it so much (laughs) I love it so much because that is Honestly, one of the greatest lines in that movie called Runnings. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, now I have it on a mug. Fabulous. Yeah. Not about mothering, but it no. just works so well. It just works. I see Sometimes. pride. Let's do it together. Ready? Yeah. I see, I see pride. pride. I, I see power. power. I, I see, see a badass mother who don't take, take no crap, crap off of nobody. nobody. Once again, <laughs> I see pride. <laughs> <laughs> That's our mantra for you moms out there. I think so. It works so well. Mum, mm-hmm. yeah. what do you see when you look in the mirror? Because we see pride and we see power. Yeah. So I think you just need to shout that at yourself like sometimes, especially well, on Mother's Day. And I think our kids see that mm-hmm. more than we give ourselves credit for mm-hmm. as well. They see our toughness, our, you know, our strength, our vulnerability, our amazing resilience, our, you know, the courage that you have as a mum to put yourself in a position to have your heart walking around in another human being. Like mm-hmm. it's, it is full on. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm. So, yes. At what age do they begin to appreciate or give positive feedback to said parent? Oh, no, you get snippets <laughs> along the way. But I don't this think – it's funny, actually um, – I read a post this morning, Jacinda Ardern, one of the most amazing women that has ever graced the world, Mm -hmm. uh, who was saying about, you know, you don't tend to sort of appreciate your mum until Mm -hmm. you become one yourself and you start to realise just the huge, you know, amount of um, work and sacrifice and love and heart Mm. that goes into parenting. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And I think that's true. I don't think you can ever really appreciate that, can you? No. Mm. No. And it, it's funny because, you know, you're getting to sort of challenging ages or whatever and you think, you know, did I know I surely was challenging and did my mum have the kind of feelings and worries and concerns that I'm having right now? And, mm. and then you start to feel a bit guilty for mm. perhaps putting them through that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, but it's amazing, isn't it, that you can't appreciate it, I don't think, until you're walking in those shoes. I think, though, like, um, I was doing a bit of a reflection knowing we are going to be chatting about kind of, you know, tasks of motherhood. Mm. And I think that just that um, term of emotional labour comes to mind a lot for me Mm -hmm. recently because there's been kind of a fair bit of I feel as though in the kind of media I consume discussion around mental load and um, of which emotional labor is like a close cousin Um, but it's that kind of what it takes to kind of give of yourself emotionally day long Mm. um, and just feel kind of like burnt out of I have nothing more to give yeah Um, is that uh, giving from an empty cup thing you've already emptied your cup all day and mm. then you come yeah and you've got nothing left Yes. In the end, yes. not even not just to give, but even to just keep for yourself. Yeah, yeah, and also things like um, 
I think I was, I don't know, I've listened to a whole bunch of sources, but I think sort of saying that certain professions as well have more emotional labour in them. Oh, yeah. And I know that being a psychologist is that we sit with feelings, we do emotional labour all day long. Yes, you do. But even in professions where that's not a part of your role, because actually we get it kind of easy because it's recognised that that's part of our role. Yes. That we need to do the self-care and, you know, avoid vicarious traumatisation mm-hmm. from what we hear. Um, so we have policies like kind of built in around that. Yeah. Not always all that well enacted. Like if you work for an organisation of psychologists, there'll always be a policy in there about self-care and avoiding burnout. It's not always kind of like... Um, it's not always set up in an organisational structure the way that it should, mm. but at least it's kind of there. But, you know, I think that like what I was hearing as well is that outside of service professions, care professions, where you know that you're being that giving person, that women still tend to take on emotional labour in the workplace as well. Mm-hmm. So they're the ones who are kind of like, whose birthday is it? Let's arrange a cake. And, you know, when's the social thing happening? And, oh, such and such looks like they're having a bad day. I'll go make them a cup of tea. And, like, that kind of stuff gets takes its toll and can become exhausting. Yeah, absolutely. I think especially if you're a parent as well. Mm. Um, and it contributes to that likability factor. Yeah, the old likability factor for women. Mm. It's something that you need to have and then the more ambitious you get, the less likable you appear. Mm. I know. (laughs) It's such a catch-22. We're getting very off topic. However, back to topic, Jacinda Ardern. Give me another little cheers here. Cheers Cheers to to Jacinda. Thank you for just being such a great example of human being and woman and leader. Mm. And And how those things don't have to be mutually exclusive. I know. And woman and leader and nurturer and empathic and bold strong courageous Mm. definitive Mm. um and how amazing it's been to see that um like I don't think it's because she's a mother that she's able to bring all those things or necessarily because she's a woman that she steps into natural nurturing and empathy although maybe it is maybe it is but it also seemed like something that was it was clearly in her. In her. As that's a human the kind being. of person she is. Yeah, that's just the kind of role that she wants to play. Yeah. Which is lovely. I saw some little kind of um grab video thing where there were a few high profile women commenting upon Jacinda and how, you know, amazing she's been as a role model yeah. post the Christchurch massacre. And um I think, yeah, I saw something that Hillary Clinton was kind of discussing that whole idea of, you know, she was attributing it a lot to her womanhood Mm. that, you know, that's what happens when you have women in power is that you can have, they demonstrate that kind of leadership, Mm. that there's strength in being kind, compassionate and warm. There is super strength in vulnerability. There is super strength in in not necessarily knowing all the answers right away but Mm. you know just reacting in the moment in a human way yeah Mm. as a mum you have to do a lot of multitasking obviously but to me like one of the most difficult splits between being a mother is being like you know um there for kids emotionally like their little emotional container you know that it's like all of their emotions spill out kind of onto you and you Mm. have to be there to kind of patch them up um and being able to kind of like care and be empathic and show compassion and all of that kind of stuff right Mm. and then on the other hand when they're being naughty and they step outside of the boundaries and all of that you also have to be kind of like firm and um you know have a sort of strong guiding hand that brings them back and you know Mm. is like 
tough love mama. But the tough love mama also has to be, uh, well, any kind of mothering that you do, the most that they will get out of that will be by your example. Mm -hmm. So if you are trying to be, you know, empathic with them and hold their feelings and tell them that their experiences are valuable and they need to be, you know, working out their issues with each other and that kind of thing, you know, like you have to be setting that example in your life with your friendships or with your siblings and with your, Mm. you know, parents and relationships and all that sort of stuff as well because they are little sponges Mm. and they observe so much Mm. and they know what's going down without you having to say anything so you know like it's it's it's, sometimes it's exhausting to try and check yourself a little Mm bit so you know I just I just know that I haven't like there are days when you go you know and you yell or you shout or you you know close a door too hard or whatever and you go oh I just I'm not having Mm. the best mommy Mm. moment right now. I think that thing, it really pushes my buttons actually every time. I know it's true, but every time someone says you're the biggest role model, you set the example, like it kind of sends chills up my spine. (laughs) No. I think it's because I probably pass it through a little kind of like mental gateway that filters it out as kind of like not good enough. Oh, no. See, that's the other thing we do as mums, right? Mm. We do that all the time, Mm -hmm. the not good enough thing. Paul, I had this conversation with Paul one time about how I just have so much guilt around I did this, I did this, I did this, and I don't think I did that so well and whatever. And he's like, I do my best and then I let it go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> simple as that. <laughs> and absolutely it's as simple as that. Mm-hmm. Why don't we have the ability to do that as mums? Mm. Where is all this guilt that they give us with the baby? Yeah, I don't know. I but I know if... it's socialised as well. I know yeah. that for sure. Mm. So. But yeah, I'm I'm getting past now that I'm actually getting past that whole guilt thing. Good. Yeah, I didn't do that so great. I'll do it better next time. Hey, you know what? I just had an epiphany. Go on. Because so much of what we celebrate on Mother's Day is thank you for your sacrifice. Mm. That's bullshit. It totally is. <laughs> that whole message just kind of serves that narrative around mm. a good mother is a self-sacrificing mother. Yeah. And it's the only way to be a good mother is to be a self-sacrificing mother. That's right. I've, um, Absolutely. I've actually worked out that if I don't look after myself, I become less of a good mother. And if I'm less of a good mother... I look after myself less, less even more. You know mm. what I mean? So that yeah. self-sacrificing thing, yeah, um, it, it just is a spiral downward. It is. Have you caught on up on um, Dak Shepard's latest where he interviews Esther Perel? I have. Have you listened to her podcasts? I've listened to a couple of them. Yeah. It's quite extraordinary. Oh, my God. It's amazing. I was so obsessed mid last year with Esther Perel's Where Shall We Begin? Where shall we begin yeah let me like that yeah oh my god I was so addicted to it I was obsessed with that podcast so if anyone doesn't know what it is Esther Perel is a psychologist um or therapist yeah I don't know there's a distinction in the US it's It's different to here Mm -hmm. um and she actually has a session with a couple um and records it Mm -hmm. they are not her patients they are not her clients they are people who have said to the podcast company whoever it is yes I would like to do this it can be recorded no problem at all yeah which I find 
such an American thing to do. It's like, sure, you <laughs> sure. Can, sure, talk Here's about our problems therapy. and record it. Yeah. Um, yeah, but it is really, really interesting to yeah. listen to. It's amazing. Yeah. And I think it's also a bunch of me and my psychologist friends were chatting and like there's moments in it. I think she, even, she said on Dax's podcast too, she's like it's kind of like a masterclass for therapists as well. Like, ah. Yeah, because um, – there was a couple of things, like some things she does is affirming, oh, yeah, I do that. Then some things she does, I'm like, holy shit, I never would have thought of to do that. Like, it's amazing. <gasps> There's this one where she starts, like, singing a French sensual love song to the couple in the session. So she's a sex and relationship therapist, which actually is not the kind of work that I usually do. I sometimes do couples work, but it's not like my main kind of... Um, Sorry, my jaw just is... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's singing. She's really funny because, of course, she's song. multilingual. Mm. So she's... Um, I can't remember exactly where she's from. Sort of like... I want to say German, but she's not. Some kind of like Eastern block. Belgium. I remember her saying Antwerp. Right, right, got ya. Um, and so she's got a really lovely accent and mm. so I think she's, you know, just multilingual. So she's just kind of like – she was talking to this couple about like kind of what gets you in the mood and this guy's like, well, actually kind of this kind of song. And she's like, I know that song and I know how to speak it in French. And so in session she's like, so if this song is coming on and she's like clicking her fingers and she's singing it and she's like, you guys just kind of like get in the zone of what happens when you imbue this song into your life. So creeping me and out. I right it really sounds cheesy, but it's just like you just have to listen to every episode now, so you get to the one that. Um, yeah, I've only had. I've only done two. Yeah, it right. was fascinating enough. But yeah. yeah, in one of the ones that I listened to, it was that self-sacrificing mm, mother thing mm, mm. where she had yeah. no energy for anyone else. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, my question in those kind of circumstances is always, "What are you doing, buddy?" Yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. um, Dax was saying in this conversation with um, Esther that he was saying that he notices couples around him kind of getting divorced and stuff mm. and that part of, and that looks really appealing when you're still in a relationship. I've had this same feeling as well. Like, hmm, week on, week off kind of sounds really nice <laughs> <laughs> because what happens on that week off is that you get to do all the things that was your single self that you used to do. Yeah, my goodness, of course, I remember hearing that because that is the thing, right? You... You both spend all of your time during that week and just, yeah. Don't know Sorry, Nicole, we were just in the middle of something really lovely and profound, but <laughs> my four-year-old just came up and told me he needed to poo. And these things take precedence, <laughs> as they should. And I was trying to symbol, signal to Nicole about keep going, but anyway. But then we did the timeout thing as well. I was <laughs> I very <did>. confused. <laughs> we'll work this on is, it. See, this is how this is how mums do these things, right? This is true. This is a, a thing for us that we love. Well, I certainly do, and I hope you do too, because yeah. it is mine and yours, and it's no one else's. Yes. And we get to do this thing. Mm -hmm. And the only way we get to do this thing sometimes is on Mother's Day <laughs> with small humans in the room. That need to poo. That need to poo. Mm -hmm. And that's just life. Mm. <laughs> Sometimes shit happens. <laughs> We're forest gumping now. <laughs> but yeah, mums, they do yes. stuff. Yeah. Lots of it. Yeah, we mm. do. Yeah. Um, and I think that for me also, I just, I can't, I've just been obsessed with another little brand newborn and a brand new mother. Mm. And I know everyone has, and this is nothing new. But I haven't even been into the whole like Harry and Meghan thing all that much, but... 
oh my god I was like when is this baby coming I must see the baby must see the baby what is the baby's name how does it smell yeah what is its hair color yeah I've only seen it covered up so far the tiny little nose situation we could see this it looks exactly like a baby right yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> Honestly, is there something that happens to your waters when you see a newborn or I is think it just so. me? I think so. <laughs> and I just kind of think like all newborns look the same, yeah. basically. Yeah, yep. they do. They do. Apart from Big One, who we delight in telling, had like a super cone head when she came out. <laughs> <laughs> if you just put a little beanie over it, no one knows. That's what we did. Beanie. <laughs> Couldn't tell. It's gorgeous. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, there's something about... That idea of welcoming uh, new parents into the the club, I guess, because there is a super intense thing that happens when you become a new parent Mm. that you cannot explain to another human being in any way that makes sense until they have their own. That's right. And so it just feels so lovely. It's like, oh, because it is the best club in the world. It's also the most exhausting and Mm -hmm. some people don't want to become a part of it and that's fine. And Some Some people are desperate to get... A yep. ticket to yeah, the club absolutely. and it doesn't happen for them. Indeed. There are mm. so many variables. Yeah. But when you see someone, I think that it's such an optimistic thing to do mm. to have yeah. a baby. So, yeah. <laughs> Naive. <laughs> <laughs> Naive and optimistic. Yeah. Mm. And I think I suppose that's the thing is that there's a part of us that is desperate to see the baby. Not. I don't think it's because he's – seventh in line or whatever he is like to me it's not about the monarchy I just think it's kind of it's high profile and you want to just know like how are they are they are they doing well because I think it just reminds us all of our first time round and Mm -hmm. what that's like and Mm -hmm. you know I think that um it's always just interesting to me too the way that um you know I didn't think they were going to have to, like, parade the baby around, you know, like, um, here I am in my heels and my hair's perfectly done and here is the baby. Like, they gave it, like, a couple of days because I think their caters had to do it, like, hours after birth. Yep. Just hideous. Like, how is she walking? Right. Let alone heels and... Makeup and pantyhose, hair and... What's happening all down there. And I she's know. just done it with such grace. <laughs> And I, I can only imagine. And uh, there's still people who'd like make commentary around kind of like, why is the bump not completely gone down yet? Oh, morons, your bus is leaving. I mean, really? That was the <laughs> morons, joy. Morons, your bus is leaving. <laughs> Sorry. Another classic from another movie that I love. Really? Groundhog Day. Ah. <laughs> oh. um, but this whole, uh, the way that she dressed in particular, mm-hmm. that really showed off the fact that she still had a bump because, yeah. of course, it takes nine months for the bump to get to the size that it does. Mm-hmm. It's going to take a while to go back yeah. if it ever does. Yeah. And it was just such a beautiful demonstration of that. It mm. was like – and she was wearing white, you know, suffragette colour, and it was just kind yeah. of a, such a feminist statement, mm. I thought. Yeah. I mean, and people are like – Read everything into everything. I think that – I mean, I've, I've just been – it's a baby. It's amazing. What's its name? I can't wait. Baby Sussex. What's your name going to be? But I, I kind of missed, I think I clicked on something that was kind of saying like, oh, you know, like Megan had a bad attitude and, you know, her <laughs> face looked puffy. She looked tired. How dare she? Oh, my God. <laughs> and you seemed... go down sad rabbit holes. <laughs> 
think so. I think it was just that maybe like it might have actually been because for this podcast I was searching for an image. Right. And I think that I might have just typed in kind of like baby Sussex or whatever. Yeah. And then it was kind of like, oh, you know, copying grief for having a bad attitude, I think, you know, because oh she didn't want to do it like the day the baby was born. They wanted to give it a few days and then they were only out on this, you know, only out there for like five minutes. Like, here's the baby. Thank you very much. And she sort of appeared to not want to be there. <laughs> I can only imagine <laughs> like, why. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, what? <laughs> Do you see this shaming of mums thing? Mm. No, gotta mm. stop. No, gotta stop. It doesn't you know? have to stop. And I don't. Who's doing it? I don't understand. Who I mean, these is people it just are? Nameless trolls. I, well, they're I obviously know. putting the name. You would think some people who are writing articles like that are putting their name to it, but you know, shame yeah. on them. Frankly, I just. We, we shame women for any choice that they make. We shame women for choosing motherhood. We shame women for not choosing motherhood. We shame women for the way they look during pregnancy, after pregnancy, the way they look after their babies. Like, stop. Just stop. Because if we're not supporting mums, that means we don't want to grow humankind mm. in a positive way. You yeah. know, like, the, oh, stop. Yeah. <laughs> My tip for everyone, just stop. Just stop. Just because everyone does the best they can with what they've got in the circumstances. Which is true. You know? And it also is just very backward because, okay, I'm just trying to think. I'm trying to think systemically. I'm trying to zoom out and mm. take a bird's eye view on this whole situation. Mm. I understand that people individually get triggered because they have had their own experiences of being parented and being a child, mm. which gives them firm ideas about right from wrong. Of course. And then I also understand that, like, from an evolutionary kind of perspective, it makes sense that we are, like care very deeply about the welfare of children. Mm. But the idea that you turn directly to the parent, like the the one who is most closely connected to that child and want to like cut them down in their role and undermine their confidence as though that's going to be the way to that's not going to result in the what you're expecting to happen it's going to do the opposite in fact no exactly and you want to coach a team let's yell at them all and tell them they're useless and see how that how far that gets you you know in in the workplace in a sporting team whatever yeah but we do that to mums yeah yeah Mm. like the military shark um sergeant just shouting at them yeah exactly whereas i like that word coach yeah I, i think we probably if we see things we don't agree with a good coach says hmm Let's think about that for a second. Let's look at that strategy and see if that's working. Mm, exactly. And um, I don't know. Sometimes you have to be your own coach in those moments as well. Mm-hmm. You know, like like I said, was saying before about I'm having the not greatest mummy day or whatever in the moment and you kind of go, all right, this is not working. Mm. This is not working for them. It's not working for me. Mm. Breathe. You know, mm-hmm. what can I do? But in order to access that supportive self, it really helps if you have had other people putting that voice into your head. We're being you know that voice I mean? right now. Yeah, mums. <gasps> Let's hypnotise them. Yes. <laughs> Just be like, oh my gosh. Okay, I'll enough. do a little video of me <laughs> swinging my twining's earring. <laughs> you are enough. 
you are worthy. You are enough. You're doing the best you can. Absolutely. That's yeah. the thing that I Look think. Look after we... yourself and you'll have more to give. Mm-hmm. And the haters be hating. Yeah. You know, we went camping last weekend and yeah. um, we had a moment where the child-free people neighbouring us in the campsite oh, yeah. um, sought to want to give us... Um, what did they want to give us? They just, they just wanted to yell, <laughs> keep it down. Wow, that's helpful. Yeah. So four, helpful. Four o'clock in the afternoon, we're trying to sleep here. Sorry, what now? Four, four. o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> four o'clock in the afternoon. Come yeah. on now. Seriously. And um, I'm like, that's just not going to happen. It's four o'clock in the afternoon. Then nine o'clock in the morning. I'm wow. Like, Bitches, it ain't 5am, it's 9. That's right. But what ended up happening is that they had a series of complaints and we had a series of, guys, keep it down, you know, like play yeah. over the other side. But mm-hmm. there was eight children all up. We had three families together. Yeah. And so they're all playing and doing their thing and children oh my gosh. make noise. How dare they? You know? And then eventually this woman says to me, because she's like, can you just keep it down? It's like 9am and we're trying to sleep and just can, you just, can you just, can you just tell them? And I said to her like, I went over close to her and I said, hmm? the children, they don't have a volume switch. This is when we're packing up camp as well. Mm. We're here packing up camp so they are, they are here. I can't physically do what you're asking me to do. What do you suggest? Like, practically tell me what I can do that's going to satisfy what you want. Yeah. And she looked me in the eye and she said, I think you should teach them consideration. (laughs) Because no one taught me. And I said, Thank you very much. I'll spend the next year really taking on board that feedback and trying to teach them consideration. You know, but that's a long term project, so I'll work on it. Thank you for your feedback. Oh, my word. And I actually did not give two shits. Well, nor should you have, (laughs) frankly. That's incredible. I mean, I just had in that moment, I was just like, I'm not going to take it personally. It's nonsensical. Yeah. It is not. And I think that's exactly the point, that it is nonsense, right? I mean, to not understand that small humans make noise (laughs) and that they do not have a volume switch. And one of my friends who were camping with was like, oh, maybe they should have like a child-free area and then kind of like an adult area. And I'm like, but that's not society. Like, I really hate that idea that, you know, I hate the idea that like when you see those things going around Facebook or whatever about like give a little kind of care pack to people on the plane with you if you have a baby. Like give them some earplugs and say, I'm so sorry that I have a baby next to you. How kind is this person? They gave us earplugs and they gave us this. 200 people on the plane, they gave them to. And I'm like, sod off. No. We don't need to apologise for a baby who is crying because that's what babies do. And the idea that people who have babies are not entitled to be on an (laughs) aeroplane with you. Guess who's having the worst time in that Mm aeroplane? The mother. Not you. Yeah. Back off. I just, you know, I just am kind of like society does not work well when we like separate people out because they don't, you know... Same thing. We have to sometimes be camping next to, you know, young 20-year-old lads who are drinking. Because, <laughs> you know, you, you camp with people who are drinking till late or whatever and you, that's just camping. You're yeah. part of the whole group. And, and I mean, it's not great, but, you know, as, as well as that, you just need to take account for your own responses, people, right? Mm. If you're getting upset by something, you know... it. It's the whole thing. I know we've done this before when it's kind of like if a child is in genuine kind of distress, you know, yes. you see a child being harmed, step in. Yeah. Other than that, step away. Or offer to help. Offer some help. 
is an idea. Like there's nothing better than the feeling that you get from saying to some other human who is raising a small human, what can I do to help? Mm -hmm. And they look at you with that face going, can you just hold this Mm -hmm. for five minutes? Yeah. And they hand you a baby. I know. (laughs) And here's the funny thing. That gets you what you want better. That gets a quiet child better Mm. than yelling out of your tent. Be quiet. Yeah. Because actually I was saying to my friends, because it was the boys in particular that like to do the wrestle and all that kind of stuff. And I said, like, it's like when when she's yelling, be quiet. And then we're like, kids, be quiet. I was like, (laughs) and then my friend said, it's kind of like particularly with boys. It's like they're suddenly kind of like gladiators in the arena and they don't actually hear what you're saying. They just hear the roar of the crowd and they actually get like more energized <laughs> by people trying to kind of be like shut up they just are hearing like Rah! oh that is great and funnily enough like if you actually let all of that play out yeah like five minutes later they were sitting and reading books and oh, we hadn't told them to do that it's just it plays itself out mm. and then they end up like going and doing something quiet anyway like I'm just picturing that now and I've put a whole like coliseum around them and it's just gold. It was a really helpful metaphor actually, isn't it? You yeah. Know, a guide to raising boys. Yeah. Love it so much. But, but you know, in those moments as a parent, you just have to go, you know what? Your opinion does not define me. Oh my God. I also was... Um, uh, you saw Brene Brown's um, Netflix special. Oh, we're going to watch that. Watched it yet? We're uh, going to have to do a it. podcast it's about a, that. It's quite repetitive of some of her books. Like it's nothing really new. Okay. But in particular, that whole um, Ted Roosevelt quote about kind of like um, getting in the arena, being in the arena, basically. Mm. So that was the main thesis of the talk, and it yeah. was, it's good to see. It's just like a little reminder. Nice. She's like, don't take on the feedback of people who are not in the arena mm. in some way yep if you're Absolutely. on the sidelines too afraid to muck in and get your hands dirty either as a parent or whatever else it yeah. is that's challenging you then she was just like we have to be judicious about the style of feedback we choose to take on mm. Absolutely. And the thing is, we all benefit from small humans being raised into taxpayers into carers who are going to be wiping our bums in our nursing homes Mm -hmm. you know like Mm -hmm. we all benefit society benefits from the Mm -hmm. population continuing on and on and on so you know you kind of have to take a little breath there person and either (laughs) would have loved to see you in that situation (laughs) no see I get flustered in those situations and then five minutes later I'm like that's what I should have said. I was actually super calm. And everyone was like, what did you say? Did you do some, some kind of like psychologist mind trick? <laughs> and I was like, I just think I just realized in that moment, I was like, this is her issue. Mm. It's nonsensical and I can't take it personally. There's nothing physically we can do. Yeah. And, um, you know, I think she was still upset, but it was like, Ooh. But how bad is her life if that, if the sound of children playing and enjoying themselves mm upsets her so much Mm. I think that's one of Paul's tips as well Mm -hmm. you know whenever somebody cuts him off in traffic Mm -hmm. or whenever someone says a bad word about you know he always says that person must be having a terrible day Mm -hmm. or something's going on like he always finds the yeah yeah. Yeah. he's a really good human (laughs) really is he's such a better human than me But, you know, like, it's just, it's true. Somebody's having some seriously bad stuff going down. Yeah. And you can't let it drop a big bird poo on your head. We can't take that on board. Because we have enough 
bums to wipe. Yes. And, you know, like... Emotional labour to... Scraped knees to bandage mm. up. Mm. This yeah. friend called me such and such feelings to mend. Yes, exactly. The rest of it, we can let it go. That's it. And we, you know, do our best with what we've got when we've got it. Yeah. In the circumstances. Yeah. And so to all mums out there, to all people who give mum-like love and attention to to humans mm-hmm. everywhere you're doing a great thing yeah just keep being you yes. because you are enough amen amen <laughs> all right so next time yes um so that was a whole mother's day wrap up love of mums thing yes. mm-hmm. uh next time mm. what are we talking about rach um well I look we have an election coming up in this country not sure if you know oh if you want some love by the way hashtag my mum on Twitter oh if you want to see what love is you know right. out there for other mums oh. it's very lovely oh, it was gorgeous. after the there was a situation where a a newspaper made disparaging comments about one of the leaders' mums, right. and this hashtag sprung up in response. You know, ah. hashtag my mum. Yeah, and it's really lovely to read through. Actually, oh, beautiful. Yeah, all these mamas who have been doing their fierce mama stuff. Oh, shout out to all those mums. Mm. I have no idea what's going to happen next weekend, Nicole. Neither which do is I. When the election happens, I know we'll be dropping our podcast fortnight after that we will when perhaps there would have been a decision Mm. but I was kind of like I was looking at a lot of the commentary and I was thinking like um just in terms of climate change being kind of on the agenda uh the top of most people the top of most people's minds is that um you know if today hadn't been mother's day I might have suggested it for today (laughs) to influence people's votes but we're not really into that vote for who you want to vote for exactly but But vote I think I just kind of had um, environment and the future of this planet on my mind. Ooh. So um, you have seen Wally, have you not? I have seen Wally. Wally. And Paul and I went to this amazing documentary uh, for Date Night, something, something, 2040. Anyway, an Australian oh, cool. filmmaker made this film about 2040. All oh, right. Is it accessible? Maybe I'll watch that. Uh, it's released at the end of this month. Oh, right. Mm. Cool. cool. And it's all well, about... you can talk about it. Uh, positive reimagined future mm-hmm. if we do the good things now what mm-hmm. 2040 can look like yeah so yeah. i left there uplifted and positive yeah, hmm. yeah. but yes wally oh, oh. <laughs> i know i love that but i actually think so many people haven't seen wally because mm. obviously it's a kids movie pixar film mm. and so many adults haven't seen it and it wasn't really one of the most popular ones but it's one of the most gorgeous yeah um so anyway if you're playing along at home Grab yourself a copy of Wally. Yeah, have you could probably watch it on uh, in Australia on Stan mm-hmm. um, because they have all the Disney films. All so the Disney. I will check it. Mm. Yeah, I haven't watched uh, it for years. We will talk about that. Yeah, yeah. That and sounds um, until then, happy ha- Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day, Miss Love Rach. you. Love you. Uh, be kind to yourself and one another, and hug your babies. I was supposed to be the first one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>